Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show, I'm very fortunate to have him here. Uh, he was my old neighbor. We uh, are we pretty much like uh, shared a little nook in our apartment space. It's been a long time coming since yeah, we've done this episode. I finally, finally made it. Yeah, it's good, it's good to finally see you, man, because I've really missed you a lot. Yeah, me too. So, Ryan Kickbush, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Like I said, it's been a long time coming. It really has and, been. Uh, you know, I had some mishaps in the past, but yeah, we made it. Oh, it's okay. Your phone shattered and everything. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> that I, I'm lazy, so it took forever for me to get a new one. Right. For me to actually get my my shit together. So, but no, we're back in action and. I finally made it here, so and we're drinking the best beer on the, earth. The finest beer. I know I, he's a hands guy. I'm but a you hands know guy. Yes. We're uh, still gonna drink the Miller today. Yeah, I'm uh, wearing. Uh, you know, I know that's your classic. That's your go-to. Right, right, right. Yes. How many of those did you get when you were at uh, Gilbert's? Going to Gilbert. see, like when I would go there, I I'd buy hams all the time. You you know that mm-hmm. every night. And uh, you would offer me frequent <laughs> hams. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, partly because, you know, I love hams, but also just insanely cheap because we were very poor. cheap. Yes. So, um, but yeah, they would offer me a shirt every time I went in there. <laughs> and I took the first like two or three. And then I was just like, after that, I'm like, dude, I don't wear these. So no, yeah. they're, they're, they're extra larges. And I just could, I'm just going to have a pile of them. So I had to eventually start saying no. But. Um, Damn, so you have ham shirts. Like, yeah, I have like three of them. Oh, damn. From Gilbert's. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Every time I go in there, I would get get offered one because I'd buy like a case. Right, yeah. And then I just had to eventually start saying no because I'm like, I don't need it. Right. Oh, I was like, yeah, let me get it. No, actually, no, I'm good. Because they start piling up and it's like, you know, yeah, like I, I've been using your deal for a while now. <laughs> Got to shout out our uh, brother Jack Fricky. Yeah, shout out Jack Fricky. Shout out, boy. Shout out. I hope Jackson. you lost this one. Yeah, I, I know you've been waiting for it too. So You're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jack was the one who got me actually like uh, drinking Miller Lite because like we were um, we were like close friends freshman year of college. So like yeah. he was always getting the thirty rack of Miller Lite. Uh, <laughs> That's we, my boy. When we were yeah right right when we were in the dorms. <laughs> And uh, we would go out, we would be drinking, and he would be be tossing me. Dude, and he still does that to this day. Still does it to this day. Will Frang and the Goodline Gang, very fantastic pop rock band. They're playing at the Pabst Pabst, Pabst, yes. Next week, Thursday, 10 o'clock. You're going to be there? I'm going to be there. I'll see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be a really good show. I just haven't, haven't been able to get out to their shows because... It always just like happens where I don't figure it out until the night of, mm-hmm. and then I'm already like doing shit. Yeah. So, but I still I feel bad because I missed that Turner Hall show that they had, okay. and that was a big show for them, and I wanted to be there, but I unfortunately was working. So. Yeah, you're working in construction now, yes. I actually um, am not working in construction anymore. Um, I just did that over the summer, so I could pay off some some debt because mm-hmm. it was making good money, but. Um, now I'm just working this part-time job, and I'm looking for a job since I, you know, school's all over. Right, right, shit, right, so right, yeah. Just trying to, you know, get my life going here and 
I mean, it's the same old bullshit, man. It really is, man. It's, it's just like, that everlasting pattern that, you know, we get sucked into. I know. Like we, we have to find that job that, you know, is salary and secures our, you know, our living... Yeah, you know, the American fan. Right, yeah, the American <laughs> dream. Work in the nine to five. Work until you're dead. Yes, ex- essentially, you know, getting your degree only to uh, become I, a cog in the machine. Yeah, and, I, and I've accepted the fact that I will be working until I'm dead. So, right. it, as long as you accept the facts, we're going to be good to go here. Yeah, so uh, what we talk on Mr. Nice Guy, yeah, like we talk love and fear through our passion and creative minds, and um, we've been wanting to do this since June or so. Uh, was yeah. when we first talked about this, and um, I was, yeah, like I'm, I've uh, been excited to talk to you, Ryan, because uh, we've been close friends since being neighbors. We lived above the Black Rose on the side of Rest, yes, Rest in Peace. Rest in Peace. Oh man, oh Jesus. I think about it often. Every time I drive, I do too. I, I almost always crash when I'm driving by it because I'm like, uh, you know, looking while I'm driving. Oh shit. Right, it, it's so it was so convenient. You could go downstairs and just be drunk. Yeah, and, and, and watch two feet. Yeah, <laughs> and it was my and my favorite part was is you know obviously they all knew who we were, and then when we leave, my favorite line would always be get home safe. Man. I'd be like, oh yeah, I don't think we're gonna make it. Right, the two feet to the front door. God, can someone can someone drive me home? <laughs> yeah, can someone please drive me to the back water? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes it was like that though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a very it was a quaint space and like it was just I mean those fucking Long Island iced teas in the middle of the week oh, those yeah. were those were essential but deadly fifty cent wings fifty cent wings yes and dollar then, fucking burgers yeah trivia trivia good, Wednesday good nights James you know shout yeah. out to James shout out to James he's doing trivia at uh, Bavarian now is he uh, yeah on Thursdays he does over on. Uh, Silver Spring by Bayshore. Oh, word. Okay. It's like a German beer bar house thing, and you know, they got like soccer fields and uh, baseball diamonds and shit, so that's where he does right. trivia on Thursdays. So he yet to make it. He upgraded a bit. Yeah. Seems. The crowd's a little different. Yeah. It's not a bunch of, <laughs> of cheating drunk assholes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's, now it's just cheating families. It's cheating not a bunch of East Side punks. Yeah, yeah East exactly. Side families. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was all the fun of it, though. Yeah. Just saw the people in being a lot of assholes. Like, right. That's the best part. Of Everyone was still in school <laughs> and that was, the black girls was their fucking getaway. The meetup spot. Very, yes. Because no one was going North Avenue, so. Right, yeah, because that shit died out a yeah. while ago. Yeah. No one's going to Vitucci's unless they're going to see Drake Bell. Yeah. So, I, which I missed. I was at, it was awesome. Oh man, he played, okay, the three songs he played. He played a, he played a, uh, an original composition he played uh the an acoustic rendition of gucci game <laughs> and he did a uh full song version of the drake and josh theme song that's um, actually sick that's why he's making money that's yeah. it's i think it's a drake and josh theme song alone. That's, why he, that's why he has money to fucking tour anyway right and vitushis of all that's what i'm saying he, he can't be doing like too hot Right. <laughs> so like we we became really close from our living situations, you know, sitting on the balcony, just drinking beer and just fucking just uh shooting pool, shooting pool yeah. uh talking listening to music, metal. Right, yeah, listening to a lot of uh a lot of different shit and also talking about uh the disenfranchisement of our, the system. Yeah. You know, obviously well and you know what 
young people our age talk about every night. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were in a, you were doing some punk bands for a while. What's going on with music with you? <sighs> Music's been slow for me lately. Um, for a while, yeah, it was probably about three years. We were just uh, a couple of my friends. We were just jamming out, and mm-hmm. um, I picked up the drums my freshman year of college because I was never musically inclined with anything else. Mm-hmm. But then when I first actually got available to like have a set that I could play on, started playing a lot and um, fell in love with it. And pretty much taught myself how to play mm-hmm. and uh, you know, YouTube tutorials yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And most of it just came from naturally catching on how to, you know, have some rhythm and have some flow and just learn the basics. But um, yeah, I mean, we didn't. We never really made anything official, or we we kind of just recorded some stuff. I remember you showed me the demos. Yeah, car. the demos that we had, like just some, you know, not the best recording stuff, but still we did for fun. Mm-hmm. And it was our Fridays, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights when we were in college, because you know we all had off and yeah. We could jam and have fun. It was more of just for to have fun and something to do. Yeah. And, you know, drink beers while doing it. Right, yeah. And just have fun and, you know, mess around. That's what music was about. For me, it was never about, you know, people are passionate about music and, you know, they have a, like a band and they play all the place. You know, for instance, Wolf Rain and Lang Gang, like, they take it pretty seriously, but... I never really took it seriously like that because it was more just of a fun time activity for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've always loved music. Just growing up, I listened to a ton of metal, ton of hardcore music, and I was pretty involved in the local scene around here in like mm-hmm. 2008 through 2011. Sure. So, um, actually, the sweatshirt I'm wearing, Narrow Hearts, was a band that I went to high school with some of the guys. Cool. And they ended up getting pretty big, and you know they toured around the country, and they're no longer a band. They all put their separate ways. You know, just got older. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Different. And one of the guys got married, and the other guy owns a company now. And the other one in the band, he uh, plays in a band called Dreamhouse, and they're a lot. Oh, I know Dreamhouse. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I work with their drummer too. His name's uh, Michael, and uh, he's a cool guy. And they do they make great music, and plus. Oh, they're just, they just kick ass. Have you yeah. listened to Dreamhouse at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Right? yeah they're pretty, they're pretty good. Pretty damn yeah. good dude. And it, it's just nice to see, you know, especially as someone that I knew growing up and looked up to mm-hmm. get, move on and get better. But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as music for me now, I'm not really doing anything, man. I'm just, I'm reminiscing on what, we, what I yeah, used to do. Right. Just because it's hard to find people that want to just do that. That just want to jam and play. Yeah. That don't want to just you know, because for some people it is about taking it seriously and, you know, going big, quote unquote, if mm-hmm. you want to say that. But mm, for me, that never really interested me. So, yeah. I just like to do it. Totally. Because it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally okay. I mean, um, yeah, I I get that a ton. Like, uh, it's, it's a very hobbyist thing for a lot of people. And, like, it's... Like, you know, they go to college they, or they work their full-time job and, you know, this is sort of like their release of sorts. And that's totally okay. I mean, 
There's some really fucking good bands oh, yeah. um, of people out here in Milwaukee. You would know. You go to oh my god the shows, dude. There's so many. There's so many great bands, and a lot of them work. You know, real ass jobs. Like you know, really like uh, doing their, you know, playing their piece into yeah. the system. But, um, but you know, they make fucking great music on the side. And, like it's 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 really like it's remarkable and. Especially, like, since covering the shows uh, for Breaking and Entering uh, in the scene, it's like, I never really appreciated a lot, a lot of hardcore music uh, yeah. going, like, you know, really, like, uh, casually, but... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't your... Wasn't well, your... I, you wouldn't choose to go. No, right, yes, to, essentially. To a, yeah. a show. Or, get right. part, or be a part of that scene. Right, I wasn't jumping to the moshes. It's 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 not for everyone. No, <laughs> but I've, I'm starting to find, like, my niche in it. Like, there's mm-hmm. some really fucking great hardcore bands out here that are doing scene. great work. Hardcore scene in Milwaukee is huge. Oh, it's great. Uh, Walker's Point Music Hall, there's a lot of great shows. Extra Arcade. Um, I love Bremen. Arcade. Oh, I was yeah. just there a few weeks ago. To see um, these these metal bands, um, two of them are bands that I listened to growing up in high school. Which ones? And um, the Acacia Strain. Okay. They're like a. See, I don't even know how, how you would describe them, but they're just really gnarly. Check them out if you're into that kind of if you're into metal. So, um, and then also a band called Kublai Khan, mm. and they're they kick ass. They're like. I, I had never seen them before, but I had all a bunch of friends who had seen them. And every time they're just like, you, you miss out if you don't go see them. Like, you have to go see them. And then I finally couldn't make it. And I went more for the Acacia Strain because that was one of my favorite bands yeah. growing up. So, yeah. like, but, dude, just to see them both, I was dead by the end of the night because <laughs> I'm the type of guy that hops in the pit. Yeah. So right. I was pretty sore the next day. Yeah. That's, then, a, that's a very new thing to me, like, going out to hardcore shows. Like, Man, like, do I jump into the pit or do I not? That's the only reason I would go to shows. <laughs> yeah. Going to shows, like, like I said in the local scene, like, because they used to have a ton of metal shows at the Miramar. Mm-hmm. It was, like, strictly rock and roll there yeah. at one point, like, you know, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I would, I would be at shows there all the time. And I wouldn't even, I wouldn't go for... Like, yeah, I like the music and I enjoy it, but I went because I wanted to be involved in the movement of the music. Like, I wanted to be there, and I was in the pit. Like, every every song, every band. And it wouldn't matter how sweaty and gross I was. There was times where, at the end of the show, by the end of the night, I was, like, at the water fountain, just couldn't get enough. I was, sweat, I was drenched in sweat, just like, you know. But that's all the fun of it, because that's how you know you have a good time. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's um, one of my actually like probably my favorite, one of my very favorite Milwaukee bands is called Snag. Snag. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Oh man, they're, <laughs> uh, they're like uh, they're hardcore band uh, with climate anxiety. Hmm. So they a lot of their hardcore music is uh, confronting global warming, climate change, That's that kind sick. of stuff, and. Um, yeah, they're they're very big environmentalists. People. That's it. Uh, yeah, they're they're. Cause I'd say I'm kind of the same way. So. Oh man, like it's almost like, it's like Rage Against the Machine sort of stuff. Yeah, like, that's very, I think very that. fucking aggressive. Like, uh, but that's why I love. Like, that's where I've, I feel like I've really started to identify with hardcore music is uh, 
through just the really confrontational message a lot of them uh, yeah. deal with. It's in with. your face. Yes, very much it's so. It's in your face and there's no, it's, it's all face value. It's not like you have to sit there and kind of decipher what they're trying to tell you or what they're trying to, the message they're trying to give out. And um, I film experience kind of playing that music. It was never, I never really, in a lot of other bands that I've seen too, it's not really about message more than it's just about doing what they want to do and fuck whoever doesn't, you know, understand it or like it because that's what makes, you know, metal and hardcore music so unique is in the sense that it's kind of like a, you have to have like the ear for it, kind of have to like it and enjoy it to really get into it. But also because there's, it's it's no really there's no deciphering. Like I said, it's all you take it for what it is, face value, and you enjoy it or you don't. Yeah, I guess so. Like, what were some of your uh, favorite uh, bands growing up? Like, I guess like in that realm of like punk and metal music. Well, see, for me, metal. I didn't really. I never listened to it until I was like maybe a sophomore in high school, but you know a lot of the people. I hung around, you know, obviously I grew up skateboarding, so you can kind of imagine, you know, that's kind of associated with a lot of times with people who skate, especially, you know, just the style I tried to portray, if you want to call it a style, I guess, but um, I grew up listening to, like, you know, like 80s hair metal and like rock and roll, you know, Molly Crew rock and roll, stuff mm -hmm. like that, Metallica, I was really into thrash. But I wasn't really more into like the aggressive heaviness because I just didn't appeal, it didn't appeal to me. But that's because I never gave it a chance. But growing up, what really influenced me was my favorite band in the world is Alice in Chains. Oh, and wow. I loved them since I was six years old. It's one of the first bands I ever listened to, like being able to comprehend what music actually was rather than just like hearing it in the car or something. Or, so. It was just, it was more of like that kind of scene for me, but then one day, um, I never, I didn't have like computer in my house growing up. I mean, I did, but we didn't have like, you know, good internet because my parents are, my parents are boomers. No mm -hmm. offense, mom and dad, if you watch right. this <laughs> but we weren't really like connected, and, yeah, connected to the internet because, you know, it wasn't really, you know, they didn't really felt they felt they needed it. So... It's not like I had access to anything. Mm -hmm. I would just listen to like, you know, CDs right. and stuff because I had a little CD player and everyone, you know, everyone's had iPods and all that kind of stuff because they were like, you know, pro relevant then. Um, but I remember my buddy in my neighborhood growing up, his name was Mike. He gave me an old, this old iPod nano and he listened to a lot of metal. And, um, he gave me the iPod, and obviously I didn't have a computer, so I couldn't go on iTunes and like get my own music and none of that stuff. So he put a lot of all of his library on that. Mm. So one day I'm sitting on the bus going to school, and this was when I was like 16, and this song comes on. It's, it was called "Danger Wild Man" by The Devil Wears Prada. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> yeah, sure. But that song came on, and it came on in my headphones, and it was kind of loud or whatever. And it, that song starts out pretty heavy. And I was just like, I was like, dude, what is this? And I skip it. 
So, like, whatever. But then throughout, like, the weeks, I had been listening to the same songs every day because they were the only ones on the iPod. So, you know what? I'll, list, I'll listen to the, these songs that I haven't listened to yet and see, like, give them a chance. Mm-hmm. And I get, listened to Danger Wild Man all the way through once, and I was hooked since then. I just yeah. became a huge metalhead. And a lot of my friends were, too, so we would go to, you know, Warp Tour when they had RIP, they don't come here anymore, but right, yeah. we would go to the Warp Tour every year and we'd go to all the local shows and it helped that the people we were in, you know, were going to high school with were playing in a pretty popular band, metal band at the time. So, it, for me, it was kind of more of a discovery rather than like a natural, I was already into it kind of thing. It yeah. was kind of just like a game Like a, a gravitation. Shot. Yeah, I gave yeah. it a shot and I ended up really enjoying it and really mm. liking it. And that kind of just shaped my musical preference um, from then on, but um, for the most part, growing up, it was just classic rock, punk, mm-hmm. and a lot of grunge. Yeah. Right. So that was, yeah. I was wearing the flannels and you know, all that kind of good stuff, Yeah. trying to get that style down, but um, right. yeah, I, I listened to a lot of older music, and um, I just, I don't know what I attribute that to, but yeah. Yeah, totally. I yeah, like for me, like hardcore and metal music was much more of a live experience rather than like a sitting oh, in a totally room experiencing is. it. Yeah, like there wasn't much hardcore music I was just listening to casually in my room. It yeah. was a lot of like you know I had to be at a show to really like discover a band, and you know that was totally cool. But yeah, like. In high school, I was really into the grunge thing. I'm like, Alice in Chains is a fucking great example. The song Rotten Apple. Yeah, yeah. I love oh that. Oh my god, it's like the best fucking Alice in Chains song. That, that riff. Oh my that god, riff is yes. pretty, uh, pretty, uh, what do you want to call it? It's just grimy. Gr- yeah, gnarly. <laughs> it's so gnarly, man. Yeah, like, good, I love that song. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I listen to that song. I got, um, I got a couple other CDs in the car. I mean, they only have, they only have three... Before, obviously, they have two CDs out now, two albums out, or three since, like, the early 2000s, but their vocalist that they started that with, Lance Daly, he yeah. died in 2002, mm-hmm. and they only made three albums with him, and he's considered one of the greatest vocalists of that era, Yeah, because yeah. it was just, no one had ever heard anything like it, and the things he wrote about were so real, so, and... That's, I got all those, all those CDs in my car, and I listened to them. Oh, yeah. I have a six CD doc, so I can have six in at a time, and three of them are Alice in Chains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, the other, and, the other, and the other three, or two are Metallica, oh, uh, Ride the yeah. Lightning, and then and Justice for All, so two of my other fam, favorite albums. Mm-hmm. And then I think the third one is actually a hip-hop CD. I think it's Nas. Oh, nice! Yeah, I think it's Illmatic. Oh, Illmatic. One of the spectacular records. So, yeah, I, I still like that kind of stuff. Too. It's like 90s stuff. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, I guess if you want to call it that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't really... And I stick to that pretty often. I, I don't really change up. I don't listen to, like, when new music comes out, I just... I don't really... I don't go out of my way to listen to it. I, I let it come to me, if that makes sense. And then I tell people that, I'd be like, I don't listen to music. And they'd be like... Well, what do you mean you don't listen to music? I mean, I listen to music, but I don't pay attention to it. Like, mm-hmm. I, and when I hear something that I like, okay, I like it, and I keep it like, in my mind, you know? Yeah. But it's not like I'm on the internet searching for new music. I don't know. I just don't know what to look for when I, when I do that, so. Yeah. 
I usually just get a lot of my other musical, like, you know, new inquiries through people that I meet. Right. Yeah. Or like, you know, especially living by you guys, I heard a lot of different shit. Because everyone's oh, got different. Pro- with Jack, it was a lot of yeah like, in the studios there, so I heard a lot of their kind of music. Right. Yeah. With with Jack, it was a lot of like, you know, energetic like punk. Uh, yeah. Pop punk music and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. That's what I mean, Jack. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We would just sit and listen to music for hours. Right. Yeah, and then with Jordan, it was all the hip hop. Yeah, and he he taught me how to dance. Yeah, yeah. Jordan he taught me how to dance. Jordan Kellogg will teach <laughs> you how to dance, and uh, he's actually now starting his new podcast. Uh, I do. I saw that. and I was like, he's perfect for that. He's, oh, yeah, he's, he's good. Great, that. Yeah. He's a character, dude. That, have you had him on here? Uh, yes, he's been on here. Dude, before. I don't think I've seen that one. I'm gonna have to check that out. Oh uh, yeah, We Proud Entertainment. Uh, Jordan is doing great work, uh, uplifting the scene from afar. Uh, doing yeah, he's a great dude, and um, and he's putting in work for his job. Yeah, and then there's Brock, who uh, who likes to uh, do all like the '80s dance. Oh yeah, that, hey, I love that. that the and I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. and I love that shit because every time I would walk in there, it, it's a fucking dance party. Yeah, right? <laughs> and it's and it that's the good. I like that stuff. Like I like that you know like that '80s like dance like right. Yeah. That, that fast paced spin class shit. That, oh yeah, I love that shit. Totally. So it it was just. Whatever Whitney Houston, Brian. Madonna, yeah. Yeah, and then he, shit. you know, I, I'd catch a video on Instagram of him like lip syncing some, some uh, uh, like some Whitney, yeah. Band, like gets um, home from Ian's at seven in the morning. Yeah, it, it makes you wish you like knew Brock in high school. But th- yeah, like man, we had a great situation uh, when we lived over there because like at J Three Studios, like everyone was so musically inclined. Like everyone had a. Everyone had their niche of, like, the kind of music they liked, but it was all very different. But, um, but you know, like, I, I think that ultimately it, it all kind of set us, like, our own path of, like, you know, what, you know, what we wanted to do creatively, like, you know, what worked and what didn't work, personal boundaries that we set in, and it would, within ourselves and everything, and, like, you know, ultimately, like, it it didn't really make me excited to meet a lot of musicians and bands and cover the local scene here because it's like we we do truly have a gift in Milwaukee like there's so many fucking great bands it's underrated oh my god it's underrated. so underrated yeah and like I'm just so I'm enamored with like how many artists there actually are to cover out here yeah. and those that need a platform and whatnot and like and you just see things that you've never seen before Right. When every show you go to. Yeah. Everything I was saying about the hardcore scene. Yeah. Like, I, like, you wouldn't see me too much, like, going crazy moshing at a show and shit. But now, if I go to a show at High Dive or Bremen, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'll go fucking wild, dude. Like, like, that shit is crazy. And uh, I'm working at Company Brewing now. Uh, we, oh, yeah, I see, we do, I see that. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, local shows mm-hmm. there, too. And, like, um, what's the scene like over there? Oh, it's it's a lot of different stuff. Uh, yeah, we we uh, cater to all different uh, styles of music. And That's cool. At least they don't discriminate against certain kinds. Right, and I'm very very I'm I'm fortunate to be working in a setting that is open to all kinds, like whether it be hip hop or punk music or indie rock, uh, pop, you know, you name it, like yeah. uh, funk. Everything is, is, it's just, it's, it's a good dynamic for all kinds of music yeah. and, 
Um, man, we, we we do have some true music lovers out here in Milwaukee, and I I just love it so much. Yeah. And I, I I'm I am excited to continue to give coverage to well when we all were kinds of different when the, we were living there on Oak and Oak. Oak and Loke. Shout out to Oak and Loke. Shout, <laughs> shout out. So when we were living there, it was always just so much fun because obviously um, maybe most of the viewers don't know what our uh, what it looked like, but we just had one giant porch in the back. They were all we all of our places. You know, you live there. All right, of our places yeah. were on one giant deck, and we were all so close that it was just the door was open all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just come on in and say what up, hang out. Right. And I love that because there was always somebody awake at night. Because mm-hmm. I'd be up late all the time, you know, yeah, yeah. drinking and playing pool and shit and whatever, right. having people over and, you know, playing music. And um, I just had so many good, there was just so many good memories to be made and that were made because of all the people that I met that were just always over there and always coming through. And then obviously I met a lot of people that you guys grew up with. Back in uh, Julius, in, back in um, Flossmore and Homewood area. Yeah, good yeah. old, uh, good old Flossmore. MC. <laughs> yeah, um, one of my favorites, and I want to tell this story because I think the world needs to hear the story, and it was yeah. fucking this fucking hilarious. Yes, yeah, it has to do with our good buddy Bones. Oh my god! So, so Eric Shanebone, I've known my entire life. Eric Shanebone. So um, it's uh, it's got to be like maybe I think it's like one thirty in the morning, if I remember correctly. And, you know, there was that roof, not the roof on top, but the roof that you could walk out on where the AC units were and shit for the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. And me and Jeff were standing out there one night, you know, just drinking beers and whatnot. And all of a sudden, we just hear this loud screech. And we turned to look because we where the sound came from. And it came from, like, where the alley was went on Locust, where you get into our back lot. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this car just comes, like... Skirt does a total like 90 degree turn and smashes into this garage. The garages that were right there, like when you were pulling out of the alley, oh, yes. just a car just goes right through the garage door. Oh my god. And me and Jeff are standing there and we're like, dude, we're like, holy shit. And then the dude backs up and pulls into the spot and his car, the front of his car is fucked. And Bones gets out of the car. <laughs> and, and I'm standing there and I realize it's Bones. And I was like, Bones. I was like, what the fuck? And he was like, what's up? And I'm like, dude, you just crashed. And he was like, he like looked around and he was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, yeah, you did. I was like, look. And he like, he turned and looked and he was like, that wasn't me. And then I'm like, dude, look at your front end. And his front end is, it's a rental. It was a rental. Front end is destroyed. Right. And he just had no recollection of doing it. And he dude, just went back yeah. upstairs like it was no big deal. Dude, Eric, that's that's totally dude, it was that so is, funny. Dude, it was the funniest oh thing my God, I had yeah. seen. No, that is totally Eric. Like as as a dude, like that's just how he plays shit off, like as no big deal. Like I remember I visited him in uh, Florida for spring break last year. Oh yeah, when he was surviving the hurricanes. Right, right, right. <laughs> when he was surviving the hurricanes and uh, we went to Universal, we went to Disney. That's tight. Yeah, it was really fun, but Eric was like, he like, literally like, did not sleep <laughs> at all the whole time. He never slept and he was here either. Yeah, he never slept and he was like, oh yeah, dude, like, you know, we're gonna fucking go on these rides. We're gonna like, get flash passes and shit. <laughs> and Eric just like, he was just very matter of fact about it, and we 
just, you know, we got on, like, all of the rides and, and, like, every single park we went to. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it was dope. I mean, I appreciate him for it. But, yeah, Eric is very, like, don't give a fuck. It's hard to keep up with. Oh, man. Eric, <laughs> yeah, you know he's going to be dad? Is he really? Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's going to be a dad. He's also getting married. Uh, so, shout out, shout out to Eric. Dad, Daddy Bones? Daddy Bones. Daddy Bones. Yeah, shout out to Bones. Because, Jeez, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, man. I, I always, so like, in, so he was a childhood friend of mine, and I was like, you know, what would my, which friend of mine is going to be the first to, like, become a dad? And I never, never imagined, thought he was I never imagined it would be Bones, but, I mean, now it is, it like, I mean, fucking good for him. God bless him. You know, I like, uh, you know, I support him and everything that he, in those endeavors. So, like, I mean, good for him doing his thing. I know we're fucking ready to have a kid. Uh, <laughs> I don't think any of us No, right. But, shit. Shit happens. Yeah, it, it, it does fucking happen. I've seen it happen with a couple of my, yeah. a couple of my friends, so I totally can see it happening. But you know what? I'm just glad that I'm careful yeah man so so that being said uh, so you're recently in uh, Colorado um, yes I was out in Colorado in visiting your lady yes I was visiting Marley shout uh, out to Marley Boro yeah she wanted me to talk about her so oh there yeah Marley Marley uh, is one of my also high school friends um, we were 14 years old and, and I met her through you guys oh she's fucking great uh, I met her through one of the parties that you guys had at your house so oh, fuck yeah Glad we could connect. I know, right? Hey, thanks for that. Oh, Yo, you're welcome. Yeah, um, but uh, I went out there, and she's getting her master's out in Denver. And um, I was there for 12 days, and I I, I bought um, Pot Legally for the first time ever. Mm. And how did it feel? Dude, it was, like, it was like I was at a deli at a grocery <laughs> store. They're like, you walk in. And there's dispensaries all over the place, but there's, like, some high-end ones, and then there's ones that are just, like, you know, they're still nice, but they're not, like, the best. But I went to one, the first one I went to, you walk in, and you, they check your ID when you walk in, obviously, and then they, you pull a number out of, out of the little thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, take a number. Take a number, and you sit down, and then they call your number over, like, a speaker, and then they buzz open this door, and then you walk into the dispensary. And you just, they ask you what you want wow. and like what you're looking for and kind of shit. And I, I, I was just, it was still weird because I had, le- I left the dispensary and I, I walked there. It was only a few blocks from her apartment and I was still walking and I was still sketching out. I was like, they're kind of hiding my bed. Like they gave, they give you a bag, like, you know, it's like a, it has their name on it. And it's just like a gro like, you know, you went to the grocery store and got some groceries. Like it's like, the a, little, produce yeah, it's like a little paper bag and like. I'm walking around. I'm still like sketching out. I'm just like, dude, like, this is. It, I'm just not used to that. Like, yeah. and there was when I first got I, the first joint I smoked that I I bought some pre rolls and I was like kind of hiding, like smoking it because I'm like, because <laughs> like I'm used to that. Like I'm used to acting like a degenerate criminal when I smoke when I smoke weed. So it's like right. I was hiding, like by, by this garage behind her apartment, and this guy lives in her apartment who I ended up like you know drinking with and you know, smoking with and hanging out with, like, you know, throughout that week that I was there, that 12 days, he's like, hey, man, you know, you don't got to hide. And I was just like, I mean, if you say I don't have to hide, I, I guess I trust you. Like, you live here, I don't. But it's just crazy that it, that's, it's like no different. It is wild. I mean, I, like, you know, I, I see a, a federal 
recognition of re- legalization in our future pretty soon. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I would think so too. Um, but it's in your home state, it's Illinois. Legal recreational yes. Or on the 1st of January. Yes. So, so good for you, MC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. for all of you fools down there. Yeah. And it's going to be nice because I only have to go drive an hour. All right, yeah. To... Yeah, I, I see it as it's going to be a federal recognition, like, inevitably. Like, yeah, it will be maybe 10 years from now. Maybe yeah. 10, 15 years from now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and... You said you were dealing with some uh, some health issues in uh, Colorado. Yeah. What was going on? Ah, that's shit. I've just had ongoing health issues like since I was like 17 like when I was 17 I got really sick and they took out some of my lung because it was like all fucked up it was all like like dying and shit I had like some they never figured out what it was but I I I lost like you know like 60 pounds in like a week and like ever since then I've always just had chronic health issues well, I remember you posted on uh, Facebook recently where, like, you almost died. Well, yeah, I, I, that's what I was talking about when I was 17. That I, I almost died from that. I was in the ICU for, like, weeks after that surgery I had because it was really serious. Um, and that was when I was 17, so, like, I was young, stupid, didn't, didn't really comprehend the fact. But, um, you know, over, I've had how many years to think about it? Like, seven years now? And I still live with, you know, I, got, I, I do have some PTSD from it, obviously, just thinking about it over these years and thinking about how close I came to not making it. And um, just, and that, that shaped me to who I am today even because I live my life, you know, it sounds cliche, but I live it to the fullest because I take it day by day now. I don't, and that's also the downside to it because I do my day by day, but for a while I wasn't thinking about thinking ahead like you should be when we're this age. You should be thinking ahead about what you want to do, but... I was just day by daying it, you know, just doing anything I wanted and everything I wanted to. But, um, and it just shaped me to who I am right now. Um, it was definitely a shitty experience, mm-hmm. shitty life experience, but, you know, everyone has something like that in their life that changes them. Yeah. And I can say it changed me for the better, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, but yeah, no, I, when I was in Colorado, I just had like kind of like a flare up of this random illness that I get every year that I, they don't know what it is and they can't give me meds for it but it just sucks because I don't know can't get meds I gotta go to the hospital because I get so sick and but uh, it just sucked that I was in Denver when it happened really? because Marley had to deal with me and yeah. take me to the hospital and all that kind of shit but she understands so it's not it wasn't like a big deal, but still, you know, gotta take care of my health. I, I you know, I, I do take care of my health. I, as of the past two years, I've definitely been better with it since I'm not out of college now and yeah. not eating shitty and not partying all the time. Right, and, yeah. Which we were definitely victim. We we com- we're complicit in that lifestyle together. Yeah, Ian's eat, eat pizza every fucking Oh my god. Day. The Brock Brock would bring the, the Ian's plug. pizza, yes. yes. Um, which, you know, was great. Yeah, it was great. Shout out to Brock. Great. Shout out to Brock. Also, Brock put me on to, uh, Wisconsin Pizza Authority, which is, like, some of the best, it was so funny. <laughs> oh my God, I had it last night for the first time. Nice. And, 
Oh my god, it was so fucking good. But anyway, <laughs> but Brock, yeah, you you plug us to the Ians, and we were just in a really like uh, convenient spot. You know, it's like we were at a corner where. You know, there were a lot of amenities. It was, was happening. It was Walgreens right there. It was uh, Blaze Pizza. You had your favorite place, Coin Laundry. Coin Laundry. <laughs> it wasn't uh, given that, you know, with Oakland Euros on the corner and, like, you know, uh, well, South nice. Pizza, whatever. It was nice for me also because um, Estabrook Skate Park was right down the road. Yeah. And I've been going there since I was a kid, so. Yeah, man. I mean, it. It was, it was, it was like, I mean, it was a good spot for what we were trying to do at the time, mm-hmm. but like, after a point, it was like, I mean, when everyone else moved out, and then Brock and I were the only ones left up at that, up in that apartment complex. I came by a little bit before you guys left. Yeah. And it was, I remember I came by one night just to see if anyone was still right. left. Because that was after I had gone and everyone else had gone too. Right. And but it just got so depressing after the Black Rose closed. Oh dude, I had no purpose there after Yeah, the it was it was so fucking dark. I was so lost. Yeah, it was it was very dark. And I, I barely left my house. Oh my god, that, that <laughs> bar was very purpose driven, mm-hmm. you know. But now like I'm very fortunate to be living in River West. Like where oh yeah, you live in a nice spot. Oh my God, there's so many different uh, dive bars around here. Like you know, the Circle A, there's Bremen, there's yeah. Hydax, there's Company Brewing, there's you know Quarters, there's Black Husky, Black Husky mm-hmm. right down the, right over there. Uh, there's and you're like, right by you're right by, you're right by Sunset too. Yeah, <laughs> Sunrise, Sunrise, Sunrise. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't know. Why. I can't, I always call it Sunset for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds better. Yeah, Sunset. right. Yeah, but you know, there's uh, all kinds of this gr- really really great drinking vessels over here and to support our, our healthy habits to yeah. support our Wisconsin lifestyle <laughs> and I, I I love it so much because I mean it I mean everyone in this neighborhood uh, like I mean yeah like they're they enjoy the culture and whatnot of like you know going to bars and stuff but it's also like everyone likes music you know everyone likes art everyone likes actually standing up for social justice everyone likes to Standing against the system. Everyone likes to actually, like... Everyone's our age. Right. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a generational thing. The boomers are around ruining their time. Yeah, and those boomers that actually are around here, most of them are, you know, they stand... They walked, walked so we could run. Right, yeah. They actually, like, are in line with a lot of, like, the political beliefs of many of us young people. And that's the beauty of River West is, like, you know, there's there's a real, like, revolution going on. And it's, and it's quiet too. It's, it's quiet. Qui- it's, it's a quiet. It's a quiet revolution. It's not no. It, it it's in the consciousness, and that's where it really. That's where it takes off. Though, yeah, is when everyone has that consciousness. Right. But you're living in Tosa though, so it's probably pretty different for you. Yeah, uh, it's. It's not that much different. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of your normal thing. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not you know, college crazy kids around here and. Not really the River West vibe. It's a lot of more family based, mm-hmm. but it's also not. It's not a lot of older folks. It's sure, especially in those areas, like maybe towards the like the east side of Tosa more, where yeah. it cuts off into Milwaukee. It's not. It's it's definitely not here. It's not here at all. And I don't know if I would ever come back over here and live this life again because I had my time, my moment. And made a lot of memories, and mm-hmm. if I come back over here, I'll spend all my money and yeah, 
get hammered all the time. Well, if you go to Wolfrang and the Goldline Gang shows, oh, you're, dude, you're I'm drinking like crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh See, that's God. what I'm saying. Like, this, stuff, this stuff is like ever-present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me, bud. Dude, it was Appreciate a great time. You. Yeah, it was a good, a lot of fun. Good recap of life and whatnot. Mr. Nice Guy, make an appointment. <laughs> yes. I swear to God. Most it. certainly. You'll regret it if you don't. Yeah. For sure. Real. Do it. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, so, Ryan, what keeps you up at night? Uh, what keeps you up at night? Uh, the, how much I spent at the bar. How much? <laughs> yeah, right, right, yeah. Forgetting to close your tab. Yeah. Did I lock, all, did I lock my car? That's, yeah. That's one of them. <laughs> that's some real shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. What puts you to sleep, though? Um... I eventually just fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, right. Just being so just tired. Yeah. And... Melatonin. Melatonin. Yeah. yeah, man. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. Take care, peeps. Yeah, take care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, remember to evaluate, you know, like, uh, where you're finding satisfaction in your life and uh, hold true to that. Yeah. Thanks for being Peace on the show, people. Ryan. And uh, thank you for watching Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you see next, next time. time. Yes. Mr. Nice Guy.